your Locked On Hurricanes, your daily podcast on the Carolina Hurricanes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Golden Knights. I'm Tony Cardasco, and with us today on this crossover edition is Jared Ellis of Locked On Carolina Hurricanes. Welcome, Jared. And uh, I wanted to ask you, first of all, the Canes have had some rest now. They come off of that split, the win over the Rangers, the loss of the New Jersey Devils. Can you tell us how the Canes are playing of late? They trailed the Rangers by four points, I think, last I saw. I think they have five games in hand due to the Hurricanes. And when I saw the Canes here and they beat the Golden Knights earlier this season, I felt that they were cup contenders. Are they as good as advertised? Yeah, I, I definitely think you know, the Hurricanes, I think they're still definitely a contender for the cup. Uh, they have more experience now than they did a couple years ago. And they brought in some veteran pieces just to help develop the young guys on the team. And I definitely think they're firing all cylinders. The game against New Jersey, that was a bit of a dud. I think there was a lot of stuff going on in that game. I think Jack LaFontaine, I think he may have been rushed into uh, being an NHL goalie. I think he may should have gone to the AHL first coming out of college. But it is what it is there. Defense didn't play well there. But with the snowstorm here on the East Coast, I think that may have kind of put a damper on everything because they couldn't fly out the night of the Rangers game because there was a plane that slid off the runway at the airport here. So, oh, no, can't fly. So they had to fly out the next morning. So I think there was a lot that went into that game there. But I do think the Carolina Hurricanes, they remain a Stanley Cup contender. You're right. They do have a few games in hand with New New York. I almost said New Jersey uh, again, but they are only four points behind the Rangers. Rangers in first with 60 points. Then you have Pittsburgh in second with 57. Then the Hurricanes in third with 56. We want to remind you uh, that we thank you for tuning in to Lockdown Golden Knights and Lockdown Carolina Hurricanes. And thanks so much for making it your first listen each and every day. It's free and available on every platform. And uh, Jared, the uh, Golden Knights come off of their first shutout win of the season in D.C. uh, Monday night, one to nothing. And I don't know if you heard much about the adversity and the health issues with the Golden Knights. But uh, what is the health of the Carolina Hurricanes coming into Tuesday's game? If I remember correctly, I think we're in pretty good shape right now. Auntie Ranta, he just came off injured. Uh, He's back in the lineup now. He was backing up uh, LaFontaine in the New Jersey game. Martinook's back. And I don't think we have anyone hurt right now. Honestly, and we don't have anyone on COVID protocol as of this recording. And I don't believe anyone's hurt because Tavo Taravina, he didn't play in the New Jersey game because of a lower body injury he had in the Rangers game. But he did practice. He went out for warmups in that game. He's just, you know, he couldn't go. So I forget who they threw in a spot. But he practiced this morning. 
uh, the morning of recording, but he he should be good to go for the Vegas game. So I don't think we have anyone out in any regard. So Carolina Hurricanes, we're doing great yeah. <laughs> health-wise right now. And uh, for the Golden Knights, Mr. Smith went to Washington, but Riley Smith couldn't play because he was under COVID protocols uh, in the game on Monday night. Uh, did Yasperi uh, cut Ken Yemi? Uh, is he fitting in there? And did he spend his $20 signing bonus on you, buy you a drink or something? <laughs> I wish. No, he's a hurricane I have not had a drink with. The only one I've had a drink with is Jordan Martinuk. But uh, he is definitely slowly coming along. I, I do think, I've said it before, I think that his growth was a little stunted up in Montreal because they're not the best at developing young talent. So Rod Brennan, Tim Gleason and company, they're having to kind of break some habits that were made up there in Montreal and kind of get him some confidence back. I think he's definitely getting there. Uh, it's just a matter of time. He, they're, Hurricanes, they are have a great reputation of developing young talent with guys that are still on the team, guys that have since moved on to other teams. So he's in a very good spot to make up ground in his development as an NHL as an NHL player. So he's coming along. I think he's in a good spot right now at the fourth line center position. He seems to be really comfortable there. He's doing really good things. And uh, I think the game against Boston um, a few days ago, I think that was – it may have just been one game, but I think it was one that can – he can look at and be like, yeah, that that is one that's really going to help his confidence level because he played a fantastic game there. He had two goals in that game. I believe he had an assist as well. I'm not 100% on that. But he had a hell of a game, and I think that's a game there that he can really build off of. But slowly coming on, there's definitely some room for improvement, but I think we we can see good things from him in the future. Now, you've got a couple of all-stars that are going to be headed to Las Vegas, Sebastian, uh, Sebastian Aho, and, of course, uh, Frederick Anderson. Uh, talk about Anderson between the pipes and all that he's done this season. I think he's been a big, uh, a big surprise for the Hurricanes. Yes, yeah, Sebastian Aho and Frederick Anderson, uh, they've been great for the Hurricanes this year. Freddie was one I was a bit apprehensive of when the move was first made. I thought that it was may not have been worth the risk with Alex and coming off of a Calder finalist uh, season and Freddie him having not the best recent history there in Toronto uh, being hurt and then just not playing great out there as well. I was a bit worried. I didn't know what to expect. And he has since made me eat my words, that's for sure, because I was looking at a goalie on the wrong side of 30 that was having some recent injury history. And I I wasn't sure about the move, but he has, like I said, since made me eat my words. He has been an amazing surprise. And especially with the season opener against the Islanders, didn't look great in that game. But since then, he has been absolutely amazing. 
and a joy to watch. He's definitely one where if there's a breakaway or a high danger chance or whatever, and he's in net, you're not really all that worried because you know just what you're going to get with him right now is that you're going to get Vesna caliber goaltending. And nine times out of 10, that puck probably ain't going in the net. He's Jared Ellis. I'm Tony Cardasco. We'll step aside. And when we return, we'll talk more about the matchup between the Vegas Golden Knights and the Carolina Hurricanes. You are listening to Locked On Golden Knights and Locked On Hurricanes. Bet Online would like to wish you a happy new betting year as we continue our march to the playoffs and beyond. Bet Online remains the number one spot for all the best sports wagering action of 2022. New year and a new updated desktop and mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code LOCKED ON in all caps, LOCKED ON to get started. From football, basketball, hockey, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for 2022. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. Welcome back to Locked On Golden Knights, and we're doing a crossover edition today. We've got Jared Ellis with us from Locked On Hurricanes. Jared, how can folks find Locked On Hurricanes? You can find Locked On Hurricanes on Twitter and Instagram at LO underscore Hurricanes. And it's going to be available on whatever streaming platform you're listening to this one on. Now, Whalers jerseys, how many times will the Hurricanes wear the whale sweaters this season? I'm curious. Just the once. When, did they wear them already? Did I miss no, that? No, they have not wear, wore them already. It is coming up this weekend, though, I believe. I think it's, oh, let me look at the schedule real quick. I believe it's the Saturday game against the Devils. It so that'll is be what pretty will be Whalers night. Yeah, that's uh, a lot of fun when they're wearing them. Uh, tell us about the fans and now uh, the Hurricanes, and they've got great fans there in North Carolina and uh, at the PNC Center in Raleigh. Uh, are they really excited about this season? Are they seeing perhaps that this is one of the top two or three teams in the National Hockey League? Yeah, I, I would definitely say that fans are really they know that they're witnessing something special with this team. There's definitely just a bit of a different air uh, around the team this year, the past few years, they've been really good. Uh, No one's really going to deny that. And they've looked like a contender in the past couple seasons, but it just felt like something was missing, but it feels like this year, like, you look at how they manhandled Boston the other day with, and then in years past in, you had the conference final where we lost to them. You had in the bubble where we lost to Boston and then we've shut them out already this season. Then we went up to Boston and just kicked their teeth in. It really feels like this team, they, they got it and that they really and truly can make a run this year. It feels like you got your 
you brought in your veterans like Ian Cole, Derek Stepan, Frederick Anderson on Toronto. You brought in these veteran guys in here to help round out the roster. Your core pieces with Sebastian Aha, Andre Svechnikov, Tavo Teravine, and Jacob Slavin. Those guys, they have a li- little bit more experience under their belt now. They know what it takes in the playoffs. They know what it feels like to lose in the playoffs. You made it to the conference finals. You lost. You got knocked out in technically the first round, but let's be honest, in the bubble it was the second round because you had the qualifying round. And then last year you had Tampa Bay. They know what it feels like to lose in the playoffs. And especially if you go back and watch Sebastian Ajo's uh, exit stuff from the playoffs, the guy was mad, and with him getting a letter this year, it just feels like he's taken that up for this team. And I really think they have what it takes to make a run, and the fans, they know it too. There's just a different air about it. It's one of those things It's it's hard to put into words. Just when you go to a game this year and you just – the atmosphere there, especially when they're playing a top team and they go out and win, it's indescribable. There's – that missing piece feels like it's here. I want to talk about special teams. Tony Cardasco here along with Jared Ellis. We are doing the crossover edition, me, from Locked On Golden Knights. Jared the host and the producer of Locked On Carolina Hurricanes. Special teams, real important, I think, in the game on Tuesday night, could be a major factor. The Golden Knights started off slow uh, on the power play. They went 0 for 19 to start the season. They've been up and down ever since. But in the last four games, the Golden Knights have have now five power play goals. And uh, again, defensively on the PK, I mean, they stopped Ovechkin and a five-on-three on Monday night, but then you look at Carolina special teams, gangbusters, uh, fifth in the power play at 26% and first in the penalty kill at 90%. Do you think that this will be a factor in Tuesday night's game? Absolutely, for sure. Uh, I say that really going into every game because especially games with teams whose special teams are hot because the Carolina Hurricanes, this year and in years past, special teams has sometimes been a area that can be improved upon. Not necessarily on the kill, but more so on the power play itself. And it feels like yeah, their penalty kill is always top-notch. I mean, you look at their head coach, Brad Brindamore, two-time Selkie winner, Stanley Cup winner, all that stuff. We know how good he was defensively in his day. So, of course, the defense and the penalty kill is going to be great with him being the head coach. But the power play has sometimes been lacking. This year, like you mentioned, it's top five unit. I want to say there was a point in the season where it was top three, if not the top power play unit in the league. I'm not 100% sure on that, though. But I think that the Carolina Hurricanes, their special teams, while it does have its ups and downs throughout the season. It has consistently been one of the top ones, and it's going to be one where Vegas is 
they're going to have their work cut out for them. That's for sure. Especially now that the Carolina Hurricanes are completely healthy as of recording. When we return, we'll talk more about the matchup between the Golden Knights and the Carolina Hurricanes. I'm Tony Cardasco. And again, today we are joined by uh, Jared Ellis on the crossover edition of Locked On and Locked On Carolina Hurricanes. That's where you can find Jared Ellis. And we'll return with more right after this. You're listening to Locked On Golden Knights and Locked On Carolina Hurricanes. Thanks for making Locked On Golden Knights and Locked On Carolina Hurricanes your first listen every day. Both are free and available on every platform. Tony Cardasco and Jared Ellis is with us today on the crossover edition. And Jared, I'm sure that you have some questions about the Golden Knights. Yeah, definitely. First off, one thing that you did mention earlier was that the Golden Knights did get off to bit of a slow start this year. This is something we kind of haven't seen from the Golden Knights really ever. So how have the Golden Knights been able to handle that and start to bounce back from where they were? Because when the season started off, they weren't the greatest, but now they are sitting at first in the Pacific. How were they able to bounce back this year? Smoke and mirrors. Man, I, I got to tell you, I really don't know how. Like, you just keep looking every night. There's a different hero that steps up. Michael Amadio scored the game-winning goal in D.C. on Monday night. Amadio, that was his first game-winning goal ever. And like 250, I think they said, or 200 NHL games. And so every night, there's someone who just steps up in this lineup, and uh, they're just playing with uh, a number of uh, pieces there missing and uh, the most effective player this season has been Chandler Stevenson the center on the top line he's played through all sorts of lineup changes he's played without Max Pacioretty and Mark Stone alongside him and uh, I think 15 or 16 games now this season uh, maybe more and he just keeps filling in scoring and he's the most consistent scorer and the top goal scorer for this team but uh, to be honest with you, it's just, uh, you know, you ask Pete DeBoer, and he says it's a part of his system. And uh, they've plugged in AHL players. Uh, it's, it's incredible what they've been able to do. And then the other day, uh, one of the local reporters had asked uh, Pete DeBoer about goaltending. And he said, you know, earlier in the season, our goaltending was good. And then he kind of stopped. And then he said, in the second half of the season, we all need to be better. Uh, the, the goaltenders need to be better. Coaches need to be better. Players need to be better. We all need to take it up a notch. And then lo and behold, what happens? Robin Leonard comes out and posts a shutout, the first shutout of the season for the Golden Knights in D.C. So uh, I don't know. He's just pushing all the right buttons. He knows how to manage this team. Again, he believes it's his system. And uh, some nights, you know, they've really stunk. And other nights, they've been really good. They can't beat the upper echelon teams. That's one of my concerns right now. And I don't know how they're going to handle Carolina, particularly on a back-to-back. Yeah. And you did mention goaltending. Obviously, it's kind of old news now. But for you personally, how did you take the move uh, that the Golden Knights made in the offseason going from Marc-Andre Fleury to Robin Lemmer? Leonard well, as yeah. the number one. 
And, like I said, I know it's old news now, but well, you know, it is. But I went to the return um, a couple of weeks ago. I was uh, fortunate enough to go to the game uh, with uh, Flurry coming back to Las Vegas. And unfortunately, Flurry stole all the fanfare and the Blackhawks beat the Golden Knights that night. And Flurry outshined Robin Leonard. And so I don't know how Leonard felt in that situation. Uh, but I think that a lot of the fans are still bitter about it. Anytime that Robin Leonard slumps, then the fans, you know, start saying, why did we get rid of uh, Marc-Andre Fleury? And, uh, you know, he's just been in a real, real difficult position. And now finally he's going to get a breather. I think, I don't think we'll see Leonard uh, in net tonight. I think we're going to see Laurent Brissois for the first time since I think January 2nd against Winnipeg. I think it'll be the first time that he'll be in that. He gave up five, uh, five goals that night. His record is eight, three and one, but he's been out. He's been hurt. And uh, so, yeah, you know, it's a popularity contest and the fans are still missing flurry. And any time that uh, there's any sort of adversity for Robin Leonard, the fans always go back to, Hey, we wish we still had Mark Andre flurry. And it's a tough uh, position for Leonard to be in. Oh, I, Totally understand that the Carolina Hurricanes, they've had their goaltending woes over the years. And I remember early on in the season, whenever Frederick Anderson or Auntie Ranta would have their issues, fans, including myself, would be like, well, why did we get rid of Alex and Delkovich? Why do we do that? And But thankfully... For us, at least, we've been able to since kind of get that stuff under control. And the it's more so now when Ronta, Lyon, or LaFontaine are in, it's why isn't Frederick Anderson in? But moving on uh, from that, kind of had to ask there. Um, now, one thing that happened earlier in the season was – the Golden Knights making blockbuster move for Jack Eichel. He was out with his neck surgery that he was finally able to get. And I believe I, it's kind of hard to watch the Golden Knights over here um, on the East coast in Raleigh. Uh, but one, has he made his Golden Knights debut? I know he's been practicing. And if so, how has he been fitting into this lineup? Yeah, great question, uh, because everyone has all their eyes and their attention on Jack Eichel. And the one question, the big question that I have is, how in the world are they going to fit him under the salary cap at $10 million? That's going to take a lot of creativity uh, by the front office. Yeah. But, you know, Jack Eichel, uh, yeah, he had the surgery. He uh, came into camp here. He came and showed up here in Las Vegas uh, earlier this month, a couple of weeks ago. And uh, he's been out there skating and he finally is starting to get around. Pete DeBoer said earlier this week, perhaps another month or two, they're just going to okay. take their time with him. They can't really force him into it. Although everyone that I know that has seen him skate, they say that he's fluid. They said that he's out there uh, skating. It looks effortless. And uh, right now we have not heard of any effects of that neck surgery, which he is the first NHL player to have that uh, surgery, that particular surgery. And uh, I got to tell you, man, it's just so many people are, are just really excited about his arrival. He's currently, I think he's still, he's on the trip. I, 
Pete DeBoer said that they were going to travel him for this trip. And so I think, uh, you know, you might see him there in the arena uh, come uh, Tuesday night uh, because he wants him to bond with the team. He wants him Mm -hmm. to continue to practice with the team. And then uh, we're also uh, waiting for Mark Stone to come back into the lineup. And Max Pacioretty is on the trip, and he might see action on Tuesday. We don't know yet. And uh, we're understanding that Alec Martinez uh, could be playing as well uh, sometime on this road trip uh, for the Golden Knights. But I'll tell you what, the fans are so excited about Eichel. I don't know where they're going to fit him in. Yes, on the power play, obviously. He'll be a a key component on the power play. But I'm curious to see where they put him. You can't replace Chandler Stevenson on the top line. Uh, William Carlson, I think, has struggled uh, in the first half of this season. And he's been injured. He's been in and out of the lineup. And that misfit line, the second line uh, with him in it, he's not done a great job, to be quite honest with you. Uh, His scoring output is low. And, uh, you know, I think he's struggled in some areas some of the intangible areas where he's excelled before, like on face-offs and uh, doing a lot of the dirty work. And I would not be surprised because Pete DeBoer uh, knows how valuable Eichel is. Give that the second line a jump start with Eichel in it. Maybe move Carlson as center to the third line. And then you have Nick Waugh, who was also having a career season. I think he could play on the fourth line. And then you roll four very strong lines uh, for the Golden Knights. But this team... Uh, hasn't peaked, and they uh, they won't until the second half of the season when they get all those pieces back together, and hopefully we see, uh, you know, a healthy team there. Uh, what type of a game do you see there, Jared? Uh, do you think that it will be a high-scoring game? I know that Carolina is averaging, what, about four goals per game. The Golden Knights score a lot. They give up a lot, except for on Monday night when they only had the one goal, and uh, that held up against the Washington Capitals. Yeah, this is definitely going to be a game. I'm not 100% sure how it's going to go, to be honest, because the Carolina Hurricanes offense has, in the past few games, has been really rolling, with the exception of that New Jersey game being a little shaky there, but they're still able to net four goals in that game. So I think Carolina, they can definitely – Put some pucks in the net, especially if you're having one of your old other goaltenders in net rather than Robin Leonard. I definitely think we could see something there. It's honestly Vegas that I'm unsure on because I don't know what the Hurricanes are going to do goaltending-wise because Auntie Ranta, he's healthy again. He hasn't played since January 1st. So it's been a minute for him. So are they going to slot him in here? Are they going to do Frederick Anderson? Are you going to do Alex Lyon? Are you going to try LaFontaine again? But I don't know what to expect from the Hurricanes in way of goaltending. So I don't know how high of a score the Golden Knights are going to be able to rack up in this game. If it's Ronta, maybe you guys can net three goals or so LaFontaine or Lyon, maybe even more Anderson. Good luck. (laughs) Uh, Jared, uh, I know that you're the emergency goaltender for the Carolina hurricanes in your off time, but where else can we find the emergency goaltender? Good God. (laughs) (laughs) Where where can we find you, man? Uh, Where can the fans find you on social media? 
you can find myself on Twitter at Jared Ellis underscore 96. You can find the show on Twitter and Instagram at LO underscore hurricanes. And of course, you can find the show on all streaming platforms. It's going to be on whatever streaming platform you are listening to this show on. Thank you so much. Uh, Thanks for being with us and should be a fun game between Carolina and the Golden Knights. And thank you all for making Locked On Golden Knights and Locked On Hurricanes your first listen every day. Now make your second listen, Locked On Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked On Bets, hosted by your boy Q, with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. It is free and available on all platforms. Best of luck there, Jared. We'll talk to you soon. All right, we'll talk to you soon. And now I'm going to go open my new street hockey stick. All right, Tony Cardasco for Jared Ellis. So long for now. We'll see you next time right here on the Locked On Network.